Welcome back again to another episode of Off the Record. Tune in with us on this nice Saturday. What'd he say? I'm so heartless. Yeah. Rod wave conversations in the darkness. We didn't came so far from where we started. I've been riding solo since we parted. Uh-huh. Cause I'm so heartless. Hungry dogsy first and boy, I'm starving. Let's go. Put this pin the pad, now I'm an artist. Yeah. Yeah. You like the ad libs, huh? Cause I'm so hard. If you believe in me, then prove it. Please don't say you fuck with me if you ain't heard my music. Please don't take no love from me with no clue how to use it. Go to why you work so hard, I'll show you why we do it. Since I was young, I've always dreamt of all these things. I had to let that rock a little longer. I ain't gonna lie to you, I could have sat and listened to that whole song. <laughs> I <could've>, I, <laughs> boy. I had to let that rock a little longer. For those of you who don't know, that's our that's the homie family that's that Shaq aka Coda he 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 coming out on top soon we're trying to you know what I'm saying we're trying to get y'all you know tuned into that for sure song available on all platforms it don't matter what streaming service you use title all that shit right you right. know what I'm saying <laughs> you said what the album is called Exodus right yeah. Right, right. If you don't, your mama's a hoe. That's on Aww. you. <laughs> Aww. Right, yeah, that's ultimately up to your, your decision. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, hey, welcome back to episode two of Off the Record. We excited to be back. It's your boy, Glenn, and I'm here with my co-host, Alan Smith and Jason King in this thing. You're... You know what I'm saying? We're real excited to come back with another episode. So let's get on into it. It's been a minute, a couple weeks to say the least. It has been. It has been. Life been hitting us, but that's adulting for you. Ain't that sick? Ain't that sick? That's adulting for you, for real shit. But we're going to play the drop. We're going to get into this bitch. Right. That stank face. They get me every time. That stank face. They get me every time. That stank face. But uh, we got a lot of, a lot of. I would just say a lot of random shit on the docket, but a lot of things put together that, well, one, we feel like that a lot has happened over these, the course of these last two weeks. And, you know, obviously we won't touch on it, but starting off, did y'all see like Cartoon Network? Like what's going on with that? Bro, look. So I was heartbroken. I'm thinking they're going out of business, da, da, da. but I seen another tweet that said that they wasn't going out of business. They was just celebrating like their 30th anniversary or something like that, or one of the anniversaries. I, I don't. Fake, huh? I thought it was fake when I seen it. Oh, I thought it was real. I was like, hey, yo, there go my childhood right there, gone. So, so was it was it real or fake? I'm pretty sure it's fake. Okay. Like they're not dead. 
like, Maybe like they're they, just they're just celebrating. Them. Oh, okay. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. every so often they kind of like revamp the vibe of Cartoon Network, like from you know the eight, I'm not gonna say the eight, but like the '90s to probably like what 2005. It was a certain way, then it right. kind of like, a little transformation where like the cartoons and shit like that was different. So that's what I kind of got from it. Right. But they just need Channel 47 off cable or what? Yo, it was Channel 47 for you? <laughs> it was for my channels no more, but 47. That's crazy. That's the real shit. <laughs> it was 54 for me. It was Channel 54. It was it was 54 for me too. But I I think I had Dish. That shit crazy. I had Comcast, but yeah, I think that is funny how we all had different channels for the same fucking. Bro, but that that it's, Cartoon it's Network though. Universal. No, not for real, for real. But Cartoon Network, bro, that's. That shit got that's 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 that got a legacy to it, just like everything it has on there. At least like when we were growing up, the type of shit that it had on there, like Billy and Mandy, that's like everybody was watching that kind of stuff. Y'all want to know something? Like my favorite show on there, I couldn't even tell you the name of, but I can describe to you what was going on. So it was like Loki. I might know the name. Monsters and shit like that. Wait, it was a house full of monsters. Friends. That's what it was. I think it was going. They there, they had Blue as the main character. Right, yeah, and uh, right. and, and his and his mans had the long, the tall nigga with the long. <laughs> <laughs> like like he used to walk around like this, talk about some this, less hoop. <laughs> yes, bro. <Right. laughs> you talking what about less hoop now? What was the name of the show? Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Yeah, I'll right. pull up a picture for you. I got you. That, that shit was lit. Fo- yeah. Yeah, they bogus as fuck because like the whole thing like started off where his mom talking about we need to get rid of uh, your imaginary friend. There you go. What's crazy is if you think about this, yo, <laughs> like this is a whole house full of creatures that can't nobody else see. <laughs> like his imaginary friends, if you think about it. Like his parents was probably genuinely concerned for this nigga. Yeah, niggas, like, was, niggas was off LSD. Yo. <laughs> Who house was he in? God damn it! But the house was like actually on the street though, which is what was right. blowing me. Like people saw the house. I think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Nigga was walking up in the up and out of trap house. <laughs> for real, making the most out of that shit. For real. <laughs> nah, for real, real shit. Um, mm. but there was another thing that uh I saw. There was a, they're remaking Little Mermaid. And they have mm-hmm. Holly Berry starring starring um, Ariel, and well, one I just want to know your thoughts on on that, just because like I know like a lot of people feel like a certain way about it, like half the crowd, shit, it'd be the black community too, being like, we don't want this shit, we don't want this shit, we don't <laughs> want this shit. I'm dead ass, bro. And then the white community, like it'd be real segregated type when it's it comes a slap to this in the shit. face to them this right the they're face. like why do we have to remake why y'all gotta remake something why y'all gotta remake it why can't you just leave a classic and let it just be a classic i just don't understand how holly berry who's somebody and she like 50 years old 60 55 how is she playing ariel which is supposed to be like a young a young character am i tripping you know it's but CGI. it's kind of right but it it's like Degrassi though too. Like all them niggas was old as fuck playing these high school students. I feel like that was a little more believable though than fucking Holly Berry trying to play a child. 
I think her name. I, I feel that. But like on the, kind of like on the basis of like, do you do you care that they're remaking it with a black woman? I don't know. I can, I'm gonna go ahead and put I'm that probably not first. gonna go see the movie to be honest with you. I, I, do. I, I won't either. We don't care. <laughs> we do not care. I think. Personally, I think that like Disney and like a lot of these big companies try to push the diversity card too hard now, and it's kind of just like because like I'm I I low key side with some people when they're like, what is you remaking this shit for? Right, like why mm. not just come up with something more original? Come up with something new, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I mean, if you're gonna if yeah. like don't get don't give us a character, don't be like all right, we'll we'll put Holly Berry in this movie. So the black community can feel love type shit. Like, give us some shit like Princess and the Frog or something. Like a whole new, a whole new thing. Don't remake some shit. That's what Disney business model is based on. Is just like maximizing profit. So like, think about all the different series and shit like that they putting out through Disney Plus now. It's just yeah. like you're really thinking about how can we make the most shows and make the most money out of it. So I mean, like, why not just like you said, they trying to cater to that like diversity market you know what i'm saying they're like okay we're gonna, we gonna give them some familiar shit but we're gonna change it up just enough so that they pay us to go see it that's how i feel about but it but they me with that shit another thing that i feel like like i agree with y'all but at the same time it's like it's cool to me to see it because or at least like from people that i've heard like talking about it in like my classroom settings and whatnot is like it gives like younger children an opportunity to see especially like in the black community, like to see themselves in a position that they might not have been able to see themselves in before. Cause like you think about like young kids when they grow up watching Disney movies, all these princesses are, they look the complete opposite to them. So it's kind of hard for like young girls to see themselves as being like, oh, I could be like a princess or whatever. I mean, yeah, we have princess and the frog, but that's, I mean, that's, like, that, that's one. A, no, we don't have a lot of shit at all right and you know I, what i'm saying so like <laughs> this is like an opportunity for like a young girl to be like oh shit like the little mermaid she kind of looked like me like i could go and be the little mermaid for halloween or i could like act like this and it's not like you can't be her you're black like you know what i'm saying type shit see so, but i i feel that though i do but it's just like at the same time it's like nigga why are we remaking this shit like i i i definitely understand like yeah like i know action. to more <laughs> money and shit like shit. that and I get where you're saying, like, so girls can look up, like, from any skin color and be like, oh, I can be her and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cool, for sure. But, like, nigga, like, the show, it originally was not a black woman. Mm-hmm. And that that's right. And that's the, it's a white girl with red hair. That's okay. Yeah. Give us some Give us some new shit and just, like, give us some shit that really shows what the black community is about. Like, I thought Princess and the Frog was a great fucking movie just because, like, she was from Louisiana and it showed, like, the Louisiana culture and all that shit, bro. Like, that shit was cool. That shit was cool. We need more shit like that. Even as an adult watching it. Because I'm pretty sure that movie came out when we was, like, what, probably, like, 17, 16? Yeah, it was definitely on the back end of teenagehood. For sure. Right. And I ain't gonna lie, I watched that motherfucker and was entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably always be like, but here's the thing though, if they want to maximize profit, you you come out with well, you come out with anything with a, a black star, you, the black community is going to go watch it. Not I'm not talking about when you remake shit. I'm talking like on some like on some new stuff like we got a new movie coming out, a new Who is this hero new mo- nigga? <laughs> black Black Panther. Black Panther. 
Why was everybody fucking with it so much? Wakanda forever. Oh no, that's not what it was. There you go. This nigga doing Superman. (laughs) (laughs) But no, real shit though. When Black Panther came out and y'all saw the trailer, what was the first thing that came to y'all head? A black superhero? I'm there. I'm there. I didn't even so much like relate the black thing to it. It was just like I had never seen the suit before. I think that's what it was for me. Like the suit was real captivating, like the, that purple glow, like all that. That's what it was for me. I'm like, I wonder what what's to this like. But I definitely see where y'all coming from. Like when you add that aspect to it, it's definitely like, okay. We gotta go out and support for this because it's not often that we get somebody who get put in a position like to have an international movie. Cause that's right. What it would be like something that was known fucking globally, worldwide. And I feel like that's how we're going to do That movie with the Rock. Oh, Black Adam? Yeah. I was just I talking to Jason about that. Be smooth. Yeah, he was talking about it yesterday. So you, he's a villain in the movie. Like, like his main role is a villain. But here's my thing. I, I told Jason this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If they, I promise you, I'm going to be mad as hell if, like, this movie is on some, like, he's smacking people in the beginning of the movie and then he got to change a heart at the end of the movie. I'm going to be mad as hell. I promise you I will. I need him to keep that same villain origin story the whole movie right yeah i liked it because like from what i seen from the trailers like it was a little he was kind of cocky about the shit you know what i'm saying kind of using the sarcasm and shit i think he even used like i don't want to quote it y'all know i'm terrible with the quotes and shit like that but yeah just that energy like you're saying it's it's fun like mm-hmm. we always get the, the hero stories we don't never right. really get the other side of it so it's refreshing it, it looked it looked good for a dc movie like i'm not gonna lie like it looked real good for a dc movie Cause that last movie that they put out, that Shazam shit, they need to they need to come back from that. And I don't know if y'all saw Shazam, but that shit was ass. I didn't see it, but I did hear it. I knew it was gonna be Bro, joke like from the trailer. His, his muscles fake. They just look like the costumes that you go to Walmart right. and you put on with the you know what I'm saying? Like it looked like he had a muscle suit on. Like that's one thing. Marvel ain't gonna give you that shit, bro. Marvel going to put these niggas through the ringer, okay? Because they going to have right. a, a scene where they take the shirt off and you know it's real. No cap. <laughs> no, real. They going to, you're like, damn, this nigga. Seen the Captain wrong. America when he stepped out the little, uh, hey. <laughs> Boy was. All right, yeah, I remember that scene. Right. And then Thor. Peck's popping and shit. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Right? Hey, real hey, shit. Multiple months to prepare for Real, real life. So I really hope that, you know, at least the trailer has seemed good. So like DC obviously always been behind the curve when it came to Marvel. And I really don't know why, because DC has great stories for like superheroes and villains. So like, it's actually kind of sad to me that like they're behind, they're so behind the curve when it comes to live action movies, like the shit, they could be doing so much better than they're, oh, than they're doing. Oh my goodness. Low key. I just thought about it, like, bro, like, Black Adam is low-key got to be good, because a lot, uh, everything that they had set up, because, like, niggas know about Batman versus Superman, Justice League, and everything, right? and then they came out with, like, Wonder Woman, but, like, they were gonna do, like, more individual movies, and, like, the dude who played The Flash, did y'all know what happened to him? Bro, like, kidnapped some little girl. Wait, in real life? In real life. So he, he thought he was Flash for real. Bro. <laughs> Dumbass nigga. <laughs> like, like, I think his name is like Ezra Miller. 
And like, he really got like into some legal trouble. And like, I remember seeing this on Twitter. Um, Twitter yeah, is probably clowning like, his ass. He, he like kidnapped this girl and it's like, now they can't even use this, this same dude who's already been in the Justice League for like his own individual movie. It's low key shot them in the foot type shit. Like they just Damn. got a lot of series of unfortunate events. Like y'all could look this shit up, it's crazy. That's what I'm doing right now. Bro. They like it 20, 60 years. He was really doing bro. some shit. Bro, what? Like, really? So, so DC already got to step over that. Man, already got the obstacles. Find another white boy with a nice jawline. He in a mask anyway. That's also facts. <laughs> he ain't never had the Pooh Shiesty mask on. Hold on, you lying. Nah, bro. My nigga was really out here. Nah, A criminal, bro. a villain. Nah, bro. Y'all think y'all can superhero movies and stuff like that for like the, the duration of your life? Or do you think Wait, do y'all think that y'all be interested in like the DC and Marvel movies forever, or do y'all think y'all eventually kind of grow out of it? Won't be I'm not growing out of it. Like, I'm not growing out of it because, because not, I go ahead. My bad. I was gonna say that's not like no. You good? That ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like I can go to the movies and watch a movie about a superhero. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like obsessed or anything like that. Like I'm just excited about a movie. You know what I mean? I definitely see that. I feel like I'm not gonna lie. Like the older I get, it is kind of harder to keep. I think it's just like keeping up with it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe not so much as recently, but then again, I just could be out the loop. But it just seems like they do be dropping like an overwhelming amount of Marvel movies. And if you miss them, like you probably gonna miss like some real important shit because in it all on the same timeline. Yeah. Like not necessarily the same timeline, but you know, in the same universe. So it's like you fuck around, miss a movie or two. It's just like damn. Who is this, this new bitch? No, nah, you definitely got to keep up with this shit because, like, I ain't even going to hold you right now. Nah, these niggas is dropping hella shit. Like, on Disney+, Plus, like, all the shows play a part, which is what I do like about Marvel. But it's at the same time, it's like, bro, this is so much shit to keep up with. Exactly. Like, in our daily life, because, like, they got She-Hulk, they got Loki, they got the black, black, uh, what's that nigga name? Uh, God damn. Hawkeye, I couldn't oh, think. I <laughs> See, he not important. He, he got it. Yeah, he got his own. He got his own little show. Right. And then, right. So, you got all those different aspects. So, I definitely feel it's a lot. Where you come from? It's, it's a lot. It, it is. It's a, it's a lot. lot to keep up with. But I just feel like if I ain't grown out of it by now, being twenty three, I'm not gonna grow out of it. Yeah, that's also facts. Especially because like when we have kids, like I'm gonna have my kids. I want my kids to be into superheroes and whatnot. Because, like, my dad had me into the superheroes. And it was right. like, I love Spider-Man because that was his favorite superhero. And, like, that just kind of something that I took on. So, like, I know when my kid, when I do have kids, which isn't going to be anytime soon. But, like, I know I'll have that revamp of, like, oh, let me share this piece of my life with you. And it's, like, right. Real quick, because I... We already passed this, but I just want to go back on it because I know Alan said something about Holly Berry being uh being old as shit. You just brought up uh Spider Man. This nigga Tobey Maguire look old as fuck to be a Spider Man when we <laughs> like that last one. Hey. Hey. Nah, no. like, well, just like in the in the original one, because you know Spider Man supposed to encompass like a nerdy teenager, like a bro. High school nigga. <laughs> look, he looked he looked all all of I got a four hundred one k and a pension ready. Y'all saying that Spider Man one. Yes. Yes. That's crazy. Like, maybe it's just because, like, I really fell for it, but I did not see him being that old in that movie. Like, we like, did fall for it. We did, for sure. But if you go back to how old he is. 
It's just because, like, we were younger. So, like, when we looked at them, we were like, okay, that's what you're supposed to look like when you're in high school. Right. Type shit. Because we were, like, in elementary school. But, no, nah, that nigga looked old as fuck. He wasn't supposed to. Like, you think about the way you looked in high school and compare it to the way they had these niggas acting as if they were in high school. Hell, yeah. That's why you got all these fast-ass kids running around. Well, first of all, I look young as hell in high school. Yeah. Like kids now, kids now be having full beards in high school. I don't even want to get started. Crazy, it's something they put in the water though. You think so? (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't know, but yeah, I definitely need to drink up on water too. High school was a high school was a wild ass time though. Like with all the rules and shit that they had us to do. Like we was really in the academy. Man, that shit was overly. You know what's crazy? We feel that way. We went to a public school. <laughs> we didn't even go to like a private school where we had to wear uniforms or the extremes. Right. Some kids be having to go to church during school. Yeah, like mass and shit. Exactly. There was a uh, a school near ours. It was like a little Catholic school, uh, like down the street from ours. And like, yeah, they had to like every, I guess every day at like 11, they was going to uh, to like mass. That's a little too much during the school day. I'd be, I'd be pooped. So, I gotta worry about, I gotta worry about my multiplication right. test, and I gotta go to church. Right. That's I love the Lord, but what are we doing here? Hey, I guess that building them habits is gonna carry you through the rest of your life. That's just what. What habits? Like just getting used to going to church every day, or not every day, but like getting used to having those conversations with God and like. Relying on him, as the Bible calls you to do. That's facts. Catholic niggas be the wildest ones, though. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. It's real life, but <laughs> I got nothing for you. <laughs> y'all, y'all remember when we used to get the report cards? Like it came in a little yellow envelope, and you had to go take it home. Kids nowadays, because I only thought about this, because my little sister, my little sister, she got a zero on her, uh, on her math quiz, and it's just like I know us, like when we were when we were that age, because she she's a twelve, that's you can easily hide that shit, because one like we we were just now getting our grades and shit online, like right. that was just becoming a thing. So like, right. and our parents wasn't really into like at least my parents they wasn't into let me go check your grades online type shit. But, like, I just bring home this report card, and they'll look at it and be like, okay, let me sign off on this shit. She's not getting away from shit. They sent a direct message. unfortunate. I'm a text message with a link. Like, this Bro. Is progress. Get on their ass. Real, right. real life. It'll be a link and be like, your progress, your kid's progress reports went out last week. So then your parents can go to you. Man, done for talking about. So how come you ain't talk to me about this? I didn't get no progress report. My shit. I left it in my locker. I used to throw shit away. I can take you. Like, um, like maybe not progress reports or report cards, because like by that time I used to have my shit together. Right. But like, if I ever got a a bad assignment and the teacher gave the test back or something, I used to <laughs> put it at the bottom of the trash can because they'll never see it. Never ask about it. Out of sight, out of mind. 
Hey. About to finish up this master's degree in May, so like I'm Gucci. Thank God. Thank God, for real. But um I was scrolling on Twitter and I know I I sent both of y'all the video about uh Shorty with the the scissors. Facts. They called her Karen. Facts. She she had the scissors. Right <laughs> right. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Na- on, on real shit, natural selection. But for those of y'all who don't know, it was a video going around on Twitter and it was just a uh, it was this white woman. She had scissors in her hand and of course it was a black cop and she was just the cop was like, "Hey, like put the scissors down, put the scissors down." She's just I don't even know like if they were in like a hotel lobby, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Right. It looked like a hotel it's lobby. Really I don't even like know. Your screen and play the clip. Can't you do that? Let me see if I can find it real quick. I feel like that might be beneficial to the storyline. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I just I just keep on explaining why Alan is uh while he's looking for her, but she's standing. I don't know what led up to this to happen at all, but she's standing there with these scissors in her hand, pointed like this on some scream shit or Michael Myers like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying on some real shit though, and Hello, Malcolm. of course the cops the cops is like, hey, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> of course the cops is like, put the scissors down, put the scissors down. She not having that shit. She talking like like she speaking reckless. Like nigga, I ain't putting no scissors down. She using a hard ER though. Like nigga, I ain't putting no scissors down. You gonna have to shoot me. I ain't putting no scissors down. You gonna have to shoot me. Right, she was begging for it for real. No, nah, like real shit. Like on some shit like. You, what do you think is gonna happen? So then, of course, he's like, gets defensive, and he's like, "Well, now if you take another step to me, I'm gonna have to disarm you." Disarm. She. Right. Right. We 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 using the <laughs> the the politically the, correct the, term. Right. The politically correct term. I'm gonna have to disarm you. Center mass. She. You gonna have to shoot me, nigga. You gonna have to shoot me, nigga. She starts running at this nigga, with the scissors in hand. And right. Exactly so he. Like- he he unloads exactly. Oh, is this it right here? Was she already shot when he said drop the scissors again? Yes. He's wild for that shit. But I'd be sick. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, he didn't he didn't question shit though. He got the fuck up out of there. But like y'all saw the video and it's like Obviously, like a lot of a lot of people on Twitter, y'all know how Twitter is. Niggas is clowning on Twitter. Like, what's she doing? What's she doing? What's she doing? What's she doing? All what this shit. Did she do and then, like, like, of course you, mad. right? You and she. <laughs> you also have those people on Twitter that are like, well, did he have to shoot her? Did he have to do this? Like, you know, they'd be playing devil's advocate in most of these cases that be happening. Like, quite this. frankly, I'm not hearing that. Right. Like, what do you do I'm not hearing. Sure. I'm not hearing none of that shit. 
Fuck no. Like all that. Well, he didn't have to. He didn't have to. No. She had scissors. Abide in her by hands. the rules. Scissors in her hands. She came to him. And y'all even y'all already know the types of situations I'm about to compare that to. You don't even have to. You feel me? I don't even have to say it. I'm not hearing none of that. He didn't have to. The only thing that kind of like made me feel like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like this story might get twisted to be something that it's not. It's because when he said, if you come towards me, I will kill you. Type shit. Yeah. And I just feel like now that narrative is going to get played out like he had intent to kill her because. How could you not though? Like when somebody else has a weapon, like you have every right to defend yourself, like verbally, physically, like I don't give a fuck. Like she wasn't holding the scissors like she was going to cuss her shit, bro. She holding it like a dagger, like she can really do some damage with this bitch. Type. He had every right to pop her twice and make her do that body roll. You know what I'm saying? I think it's crazy how she would really do the flip. You be hearing all these, True. these verses about niggas' bodies rolling. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> the niggas' body roll like a tumbleweed. Ugh. The way these rappers be talking about niggas getting shot, I think the one that fucked me up was like somebody said these bullets are have a tough nigga twerking, and I was like, oh, no, nah, that was that was that was that was twenty one. Or he said, shoot him and turn him to a booty clapper. Right. <laughs> like, damn. And I just thought about you know how you know how like shorties be jumping up and down, making a clap with no hands type shit. That's what I. That's what came into my mind the first thing when he said that. Mm-hmm. But. Chop a turn. <laughs> but on some on some real shit though, on some real shit. So how I kinda how I looked at that video is like a lot of people would look like through those comments and it's like, of course it's the black community that's, you know, clowning her. With but like that's that's what's going to happen when a culture and a community has been through so much like we have. And we haven't gotten a lot of the justice that we needed, you know, to be treated and felt like a human being. So, like, it's almost like it's jokes to niggas because niggas are like, fuck no, like, that nigga deserved that shit. What the fuck? Like, we don't give a fuck that. And it's like, but that's what happens, though, when, like, we start to lose sympathy and empathy for people when we're not getting the justice and shit. So, like, yes, what she did was some dumbass shit. Top tier dumbass shit, and those are the consequences that comes with the shit. Like yeah. you finna get your shit checked for sure. Right. I mean, the but like, it, yeah, go ahead, my bad. No, go ahead. Like that's I really all I was saying. The taser or something like that, but I mean, he already had his gun drawn, so it's not like he can put his gun away. I mean, yeah, will a taser of this arm, this elderly white woman, most likely, for sure. So like, yeah, that's something that probably you know, is going to be looked at. But that's also another thing, like, in the police academy, I don't, I don't, I've never been through one of their shits. I don't know what they'd be talking about, but it seems like they draw the gun first before, before anything. Yeah. Even though they have, even though they have tasers at hand. It's almost like, what do you use them for? Right? I thought it would always been the other way around, but then again, like, I don't really know how this shit work even. I would just that's think, like, okay, if they go into a situation. I mean, I've seen plenty of people get tased. Right. Right, they 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 do, but obviously the only videos that get that gets pushed around, you know, social media and shit is when like, especially some shit like that, like a white woman doing some shit, and then the black man is the enforcer this time. So it's you know, 
a way around, and that's just that's just trying to push a, more of a narrative for to us to be divided and shit like that. Right. But like at the end of the day, that was some that was some dumbass shit. Like you should you should fully expect to be shot if you're doing some shit like that, especially to a police officer. You should. He warned her too. He said it. He he did. So like whoever's listening to this and want to get mad at me for saying that shit, I don't give a damn. Because like you should definitely. Like nobody deserves to die, hundred percent. But it's also like, nigga, if you try to cross traffic without looking and you expect to get hit by a car, what the fuck? But then again, she—if you stick with that analogy—she walked across traffic and was like, "Go ahead, hit me." Well, we didn't even talk about her last words. She called that nigga. <laughs> it's not funny, but like the hatred out of like you gotta have so much hate in your heart to say these last your dying words, you nappy headed nigga. Wow. Oh, that's sick. And that's that's where people on Twitter was getting weak. Yeah, and, and they I mean, was calling. Yeah. I mean, like, right? That was crazy. Some crazy last words. No, real shit, real shit. Damn. Um, but we also have on the docket, like as we finish up this little section, is uh posting thirst traps on social. That's some shit. Now this. I was just gonna say, like, the, the thing that made me think about this, bro, is just scrolling through TikTok in particular. Like, it happens everywhere, but just TikTok in particular. Like, all you need to do with the first three seconds of your video is show a fat ass and you go viral. And honestly, I'm not a supporter of that shit because it'd be some bullshit 99% of the time. You know what I'm saying? It'd just be like the most random ass. Okay, so a perfect example, bro. I wish I could pull it up on the screen, but. So this girl had like 5 million likes on TikTok, right? And all she did was rap J. Cole role models in her classroom. Or was it role models? No, it was, uh, what's that song he was talking about? Girl in his math class. Oh, Wet Dreams? Yep. Wet Dreams. Yep. She just uh, like did like a little sync to that, to that song. But in the, the first three seconds of the video, bro, she had some yoga pants on and them bitches was pulled all the way up her ass. You know what I'm saying? Like as she walked into the classroom. So I'm just looking at that. Like obviously, like it's a marketing technique in itself, but it's just like, we gotta bro, be creative in this bitch. I feel you. Like, be better. Exactly. Like this is what we. And then and it just brings up the thought to me. Like, okay, these the same women that be out here talking about, you know, equal rights and all that. You know, what I'm saying like all this extra like chivalry shit. You know what I mean? And it's just it's hella contradictory to me because it's just like we all supporting this shit, but at the end of the day, like, I'm just right. Say, I'm saying like, bitches be right, true. right. Right, type shit. I hey, I feel I feel you. I feel you one hundred percent because I mean I, you you see it a lot, especially on social media. Just like <clears throat> a lot of I'm not gonna say all women, of course, but like you, we see a lot of women on social media, and y'all niggas out there, y'all niggas aren't excluded from this, but like this isn't about niggas right now. Like we see a lot of women on social media that are like. Why do guys only look at women for their body and shit like that? But then you're out here on social media only showing your body and you're not showing anything else like, oh, this is the type of music I listen to. Now, granted, some people do do that, so I'm not going to take that away from them. But like a lot of women do like straight body, like Sandy Cheeks is out. We showing the cake. I know we going to eat it up type shit. So it's just like I don't know how you can expect a man to be like. I want her for her brains and I want her for her personality and shit. But when a lot of women are on social media showing, you know, their body like that, 
like I said, I could give a damn if you show your body on social media, but it's just like in our in our generation nowadays that you have to expect, especially like niggas ain't shit at the end of the day. So like you got to expect for a nigga to be like, nah, like I'm really just trying to be right. Just be consistent in whatever the fuck you quote unquote believe in. You know what I'm saying? If you one of them girls who like, you know, I got respect for myself, this, that, the third, then move that way. But don't be on TikTok posting one thing and then, you know what I'm saying, move in your day to day life like you just the greatest thing since sliced bread. That, <laughs> Honestly, you know what it's going to take for like something like that to change? That analogy will always fucking kill me. Go ahead. Honestly, it's going to take like, like, for example, like the three of us, like we see that. And it's like, come on, bro. Like, we got to be better. Like, it's going to take more of that in order to see, like, some residual change. And I say that just because, like, girls grow up seeing, like, in media and, like, TV shows and whatnot. Like, this is how I can be appreciated by the way that I look. Like, because, you know what I'm saying? It's like almost our society bases the standards of women based off of like how they look versus off of their merit and like how smart they are. And like, you know what I'm saying? And that's not like, don't get it twisted. There's a whole trend on TikTok called like small ways, pretty face with a big bank. All they just do is turn around and it's like, ah, she got a lot of money in the bank. You feel me? Like shit. But if like more of us took initiative to be like, nah, bro, I ain't with it. Like, what your grades looking like? Do you have your life together? That shouldn't like, happen though. Then that's the problem. Exactly. Because niggas only think with the other head. So right. That's why I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not gonna happen. So it's like. It's kind of like at the end of the day, you can't expect. You can't obligate somebody else to make you see you in a certain light. Like if you're putting yourself out there like that, that shit is completely on you. Like that's not on another nigga that's looking at you. Because at the end of the day, we finna have our own opinions about everything. Oh, right. So like. It's that's not that's we're not obligated. We as in like men, men are not obligated. Like I, I hear you and I definitely understand because it's way deeper than that. Like it starts obviously like at the yeah. bottom, like raising up. Like you got to be a good parent, blah blah all this shit. And I'm with you, but like niggas aren't obligated to be like you know what. Fuck, fuck you shaking ass and shit like. <laughs> let me, let me see, let me see right. Let me see you write out this income statement real quick. I, I'm, I'm trying to see what you got working right there. It's like, yeah, like that's what we want in a wife type shit. But it's like, we're not obligated to be like, don't be out here acting like that. Like that's on you at the end of the day. I just feel like it's just so much more positive shit that could be blowing up. You know what I'm saying? There's some no, a, a, a thousand percent. But like, like code of music. You know what I'm saying? Like I see some shit like that, and it's just like, come on now. Like I'm, but. It's the shit that they wanna they wanna push around social media because like you even said last week in last week's episode that you were like they they push a lot of shit out because they want us to you know get relaxed and be lazy and shit and not be productive and shit and that's that's just more of that shit that that comes with it instead of pushing more positive shit around that's why they push all these shit that divides us videos like that they'd rather push that out in the mainstream than that push like some good shit out you know what I'm saying yeah that yeah, negative shit sell. For sure. They get people's attention. 100%. 100%. 100%. One of the last things on uh, this part is gatekeeping. I wrote gatekeeping just because, like, I never understood gatekeeping. Really? Personally. 
And what like, and I say that I in in the aspect of just like someone would be like, "Hey, bro, where you get that hat from?" And niggas don't want to say it because mm-hmm. like this is my style, and I get it. You don't want people to jack your style and stuff. But at the end of the day, I always think about it's like it's how you wear something, or it's how like even just like some food. Like, hey, where you get that food from? I be seeing that all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't know if the dude's being funny on there. I wish I could pull up the meme, but he'd be like, "Why are you always worried about what I'm eating? Why don't you go?" If if you like it so bad, why don't you go find it yourself? But it's like, nigga, what is you gatekeeping for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, I think it's just because motherfuckers like feeling like they know something that somebody else don't. That's what it was. Gatekeeping artist. That's what was on my head when I wrote this shit. It was like, gatekeeping an artist. Oh, yeah, that's hella weird. Um, like, especially if the artist is smaller. Like, why would you not want them to blow up and get bigger, have a bigger fan base? But, like, gatekeeping in general, like, my opinion on it. Like, especially, like, if I know that I'm, like, the only person with a certain type of style or, like, I I'm the, I know that I'm the only type of person who approached something this way, I don't mind, like, kind of sharing the game because mm-hmm. I know that I was the originator of that shit. And ultimately, if I see other people moving the same way, it's just going to, like, boost my confidence because it's just showing me, like, no matter what I do, it just seems like motherfuckers really fucking with it and they just want to do the same thing. Trendsetter type shit. Right. Exactly. Niggas be nervous, so. Niggas be like, yo, what if he do it better than me? I can't let that shit happen. I can't let that shit happen. That's lame. Lame as fuck. I, that's that's probably why all of us get to get along so well. Because none of us is like that. I feel like we all be having good ass ideas and we just share it. And like, that's just the beauty of like our friend group. Like, hell yeah, somebody might have one idea, but then like they share it and like the next person might make it 10 times better. But shit, you get to see it too. So like you just keep progressing and everybody just keep progressing. For sure. It's just like gatekeeping isn't helping anybody or anyone. Like with an artist, like you said, like if it's good music, why wouldn't you want to push that out to somebody else? Like that could potentially like if if someone's having a fucking shitty day and they're like, I throw this artist on and it it just gets me through the day because like the music is just like hitting Mm -hmm. some type of shit in my nerve where I'm like, bro, like. I really connect with this. Like, I really fuck with this shit. Like, I really enjoy this music. But nah, niggas would rather be like, like they say it on Twitter all the time. Like, don't get this artist out, man, because they're going to mainstream them. And I mean, I get it. Like, you don't want an artist to be mainstream. But at the same time, it's like, if he making good music, nigga, he making good music. Why don't you want to? I'd rather mainstream a good artist than a fucking shitty one. What's the problem with an artist going mainstream? For me, like when I hear that. I think, I guess for me, when I think of like an artist going mainstream, I think of like the sound of their music changing, if that makes sense. Right, yeah, because they're trying to like cater to a broader audience. Right, it's like, it's almost like this isn't how you sounded when you was coming up. Like, when you was coming up, that was, that sounded like you, that sounded like raw, like whoever you were, but now you're trying to appeal to the masses. And trying to make your sound sound like what's popular, and it might not fit you as much. So on some of the baby shit, because he fe- he fell into that, right? Hundred percent. Come with the team that you got, because if you if you come up as an independent artist, like Brent Fires is going to be a great example of this. I truly feel that. Like if hey. you come up as a as an independent artist, like obviously you gonna have that core fan base. Like everybody really gonna understand. Like, yeah. See, like everybody really gonna understand. Like, okay, this is somebody who started their own shit. And, you know, stand true to themselves throughout. Now, in my opinion, when you go mainstream as an independent artist, like, since you already put in all that footwork, you know, to get to that level, 
know what I'm saying? Because becoming a, a successful independent artist is, you know, a whole fucking thing in itself. But like, once you get to like mainstream as an independent artist, I feel like the sky's the limit. Cause it's just like, shit, you got that core fan base. Everybody know, like you still stand true to yourself. Uh, and then on the flip side, like, if you're not an independent artist who fuck around signed to a label or something like that, then you got all that external influence, you know, like these right. and Bob, like how to, you know what I'm saying? Exactly what y'all are saying. Tweak y'all music to, you know, reach a broader audience, which isn't necessarily mm-hmm. always a bad thing, but yeah, it's, it's just staying true to yourself throughout that process, I guess. I know some people don't like mainstream artists just because, uh, like the, the certain fans and the fan base that like come about where they're just like, some people don't fuck with this, like real shit. They'd be like, like for an example, like Jack Harlow, he's just the first one that came to my head when it came to this. Like a lot of people be like, oh yeah, that song, what's popping? That shit is his best song. But in my opinion, obviously, like, cause I really be listening to him. Like he got plenty of songs that like, I know a lot of people don't listen to that are like, in my opinion, way better than like his mainstream songs. But I know some people feel that way. Like they're just like, oh, like some people like just get on, they just get on board because of the hype of that artist for the time. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like that's why some people like be trying to gatekeep artists. Cause I don't know, I guess in almost a sense that some feel like it tarnishes their kind of like reputation as an artist just because of like, if one mainstream song goes out, like everyone hop on board and shit and they, they just be feeling like, like this, this is that artist. But in reality, like it shouldn't matter just because like if that artist is getting notoriety for their work, like that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Right. So personally, I think, gate, I think gatekeeping that. lame as fuck. Personally, no, you good. I just want to, that's my, I'm, I had to get that off. I, that shit lame as fuck. And if you gatekeep, you a hoe. I, <laughs> I used to be a hoe, bro. Cause like, like, I think for me. <laughs> I used to, that I shit just fucked me up. <laughs> I used I used to be a gatekeeper because like like it's crazy to say, but like I used to hate new fans. Right. And like prime example, like I've been listening to Brent Fires since like 2017. So like I personally feel like yo ten thousand right ten thousand right. right. Yeah. Like, been listening to him for so long, and then I'd be thinking it's crazy, like, when someone who, like, listened to him whenever Fuck the World came out. So that's what, 2018, 2019? Maybe even 2020? So significantly later, we'll be like, oh my god, I've been listening to Brent Fias since day one. And I'll be like, nigga. Okay, I feel like nigga, niggas do be on that shit where they be like, I'm a day one fan, but then name some, like, a nigga's third project. Right, like <laughs> I, 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 I get that. I get Stop. that. So I used to be like, I used to be a hating ass nigga. I ain't gonna lie to you. I used to be like, he ain't a real fan. Nigga, fuck is you talking about? <laughs> I get that. I mean, cause you hold some artists like real close to your heart, just cause like if you see them on the come up and you see how far they came, like I feel that right, hundred percent. Especially if people wasn't 100%. really fucking with them beforehand, cause you know how that is. You'll fuck around, play something in the car, and people be like, "Who is this?" Just because they ain't ever heard and. Mm-hmm. So they don't even want to give it a chance. They just like, I ain't heard this shit before, so I ain't really trying to listen to it. And then they get to a point right. where everybody fuck with it now. Hell yeah. I, I feel where you coming from, just on. I'd be on the same shit. Like, I used to. Worry about that. <laughs> I like, I, I I'm, I'm not mad at you. It was crazy. I'm not mad at you, but my statement, I'm, I ain't going to take it back, though. At the no, no, that's why I but I feel you. I, I, I feel exactly used to be where you coming from. 
right. used to be me. Now I feel exactly where you're coming from. I just let it slide. I'd be like, you know what? I'm glad you're saying. I'm glad you're saying. <laughs> Type shit. But uh, we're gonna move over on to a segment that Jason actually brought up. I'm gonna let him take that one over. But go ahead, King. Slept on. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, so initially, this is just you know what I'm saying. Just to bring some awareness to things, food, music, people that don't really get a lot of attention or probably should deserve more attention. And it's crazy how it came about with this. Like, I was at the pool with uh, Josie. Josie's my girlfriend. You're going to hear stories about her a lot for those who are listening. Um, we at the pool. We're sitting there eating. We always have, like, fruit bowls. And she always makes the fruit bowls. And I just eat. You know what I'm saying? Thank God for her. Um... But we was eating kiwi. And I must have said to her, I was like, damn, I feel like motherfuckers be sleep on kiwis, bro. Like, this is a fire fruit to eat. And like... Kiwi, like, kiwi is fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have strawberry kiwi flavored stuff or like kiwi flavored drinks. But like, how many people you know actually eat kiwis? And I was like, dang, bro, that's really a slept on fruit. I feel like, I was like, yo, I should talk about that on the podcast. And then I was like, hey, yo. What we talk about, like all kinds of stuff that I think was slept on. Like Glenn and I was talking about you, Alan, one time. He was talking shit behind your back. It was like, yeah, this nigga ain't worth nothing. I was like, <laughs> but, uh, we, I was like, yo, like Alan is the definition of like a slept on athlete. Cause like when we were at IC, motherfuckers always kept you in the pocket. But then it was like last minute, you you really all right. You standing ten toes on what you've been talking about, and now everybody's like, "Oh, well, where did he come from?" Like, nah, bro, y'all sleep. He been doing this. Yeah, and I was like, "There's so many athletes at so many different levels that you know are probably the same way." And I was just like, "Yo, why not create a whole segment just talking about like stuff that a lot of people just don't even pay attention to, or people that hate on for no reason?" But it's like, yo, like if you really pay attention to the work that they put in, or like the quality of this particular subject. It's actually like more I'm a pop in a I'm a pop in a Steph Curry picture below here. Slept nah, real talk, real talk. That'd be the best way to describe it. But no, I mean, kiwi is definitely a slept on fruit. I think the thing that be holding kiwi back is that the skin that be on it, because people gotta peel the shit. That's the only thing that be holding it back. But Facts. at the end of the day, the shit is the shit is fire. Slept Once on. you get I'm, past that first layer, my vote. I'm I'm checked on. I'm check. I'm gonna check that box with you. That shit is that shit is for show. Slept on. Hundred percent. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Like, I think that's slept on. And then I think I think that you don't think it's sure. slept on. Well, sure. Right. Well, we can go through the quick categories, quick, real quick. Music, food, athletes, and music, and then our four slept on categories, and then we can go ahead and move on after that. But Kiwi got it for food. As far as music goes, slept on music. I feel like music is tough just because, like, someone's always going to disagree. For sure. But that's the that's the beauty about music, though. Right. Like, people got different opinions. And, like, just to hear that opinion on why you think it's not or why you think it is, it's, like, it's fun to talk about. But, like, as in music, are we, like, a genre or are we talking, like, an artist? Oh, damn. Uh, I was thinking more so artists. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I was, was thinking just, more so artists. I just wanted to make sure uh, niggas on the same page. 
Shit, nigga. I got an I got I got a couple of artists. Okay, go ahead, run I feel like I already got nobody that slept on. Shit. And when I say this, I'ma say y'all might not agree with me. I say Ty Dolla Sign. I think that nigga is so slept on. Because he has a lot of shit that's out, but like when when you talk about Ty Dolla Sign, I feel like a lot of people don't really know what this nigga Ty Dolla Sign be doing. He's in my top five male R and B artists. Yeah, he up there for sure. Like I fuck with his voice and all that. But the one thing I will say about that is I feel like Ty Dolla Sign kind of burnt himself out by the amount of features that he did. Like I feel like if he would have kept his okay. his voice and his his style a little more, if he would have just kept it to himself a little bit more, like released some more independent projects, he probably would have not as left on right. shit. How far can you make it when you only do a feature? You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers only. What's really crazy is like that narrative Valid. about him. Is almost like the theme of his his most recent album. It's called featuring Ty Dolla Sign, <laughs> and that's just because like that's how motherfuckers know him. Like he's always the feature. Like oh shit, Ty Dolla Sign on this bitch. I'm listen to it, but like me personally, I think that's critical, but bro. That that album though, niggas fire. Like, a lot of people haven't even listened to that album. That featuring Ty Dolla Sign album is one of his best put together albums that he has put out. Yeah, From top to bottom. But yeah, like, was, bro, you got you got to give it a spin. Right, for sure. I mean, I'm just looking. I'm looking. At yeah, this one right here. You got to give it a spin for sure. This right got got burners, burners. That's my that's my slept on album. So if y'all want to go ahead and go tune into that, tap that in. Actually, fuck that. It's no free promotion around here. But you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm a support my nigga. Nah, bro. Ty Dolla Sign. That's my dog. We got a lot of hits on here. But uh, Ty, you better be cutting that check. A slept on artist for me is this dude named Alan Stone. Glenn, you put me on. <laughs> hey, Alan Stone like is hard. That nigga be singing, singing. Oh, so we do R and B. Alan, have you heard of him? No, I'm gonna look him up right now though. I'll, I'll send. I'll send you one of the song. Like the very first song is called uh Brown Eyed Lover." Hey. Is the one that like put me on to Alan Stone, a and he was in that bitch like. When I tell you, me and Jamie be in the car like throwing really? on Alan Stone and really listening to that bitch, bro. Like singing. that shit. Is... He gonna have you singing, singing. And what's really crazy? Because he's a white dude. Yeah, they got like his little picture right here on the, the Apple Music thing. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> there <laughs> he ugly as hell. Nah, for real. Like. It's crazy because like when you listen to the song, you listen to the way that he's singing. He almost give off like Bobby Caldwell vibes. Y'all know who Bobby Caldwell is? So like how everybody was like, uh, "What you gonna do for love?" Oh, there's gotta be a black guy. That was the same vibe that I got the first time I listened to Alan Stone. I was like, "Oh, this a nigga here singing." And then I seen him, I was like, mm, "Okay." Type shit. No, I'll tune into that one. Uh, and then our last category, we can hit movies real quick. Uh, slept on movie that you guys feel like more people need to definitely tune in recent and tap in. Do it can be recent. Okay. It can be recent. Mine isn't really a movie. Mine's a documentary. Um, mine's the Redeem Team. That shit is just real. It's R.I.P. Yeah, being good shit. I did watch that. It was very good. You, you was fucking with it, huh? Oh, yes, sir. You see, and you you got to saw like the behind the scenes of everything, and like first of all, right. we all know like Kobe is a dickhead, but like 
it's with good. But that's what I'm saying, bro. Like the scene to me that got me like hype and that was like, that's Kobe Bryant was when they was going against Paul Gasol and he was like, I'm finna run through this motherfucker face. That shit was crazy. And everybody was like, you finna run through. First play, that nigga ran clean slap over Paul Gasol and then said, he ain't my fucking teammate. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, man. That's what I don't get. Like he, he didn't even like look like he was playing defense, in my opinion. It looked like he just dead ass was just like, fucking I'm gonna run through this thing. Oh, that's a technical for sure. 100%. They called it a technical, or like they didn't. Really no, play. I don't. I don't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't call it a technical, but that's for sure a technical. Like you can't just. I feel like you can't just run through a screen. Because he he led he led with his shoulder too. Right. That shit was. But like that's real though, because it's like he was just saying like, bro, like especially like if you look around today's sports and like athletics, like a lot of people are friends with each other through throughout like different organizations and shit. So like at a it do like kind of in a sense take out the competitiveness in some in some things because they don't want to go as hard because it's their homie or whatever. But like Kobe brought that mentality where he's like, bro, I don't give a fuck who you is, bro. If you're not on my team, it's raps. Yeah. Right. If you're not wearing them same colors as me, shit. It, barely if you're on my team. <laughs> if you're not that Wilson's basketball. Hey. <laughs> that's my fucking. It might be up. It might be up for you. Yeah, it definitely showed like the the work ethic of Kobe, and that's always what I've been a fan of with Kobe too. So, like the the part when they uh, talked about how they all went out that one night in Vegas. Yeah, and he they was coming back. He was like, "Put to go to the gym." Right, go to the gym. He I was, think like he was already in the gym though. The well, I guess he, I guess he was more reactions to the because like it made me feel like because I used to think like all NBA players like think like that or at least have like a, a sliver of that. But for them to react the same way I know I would react coming back, and this nigga's like, yeah, I'm finna hit the gym. I'd be like, nigga, what? Melo was funny as fuck. Kobe Bryant was a different beast, bro. Melo was like, I'm not gonna It inspired me he personally. Was, he, was a, he was a different beast. That's the Mamba mentality for real. And you get the Redeem team, really, you got to see like why people are like, oh, Kobe, Mamba mentality. Like, you got to see that. And like, it's cool to hear other players, at least that are still alive right now, like talk about like, Nah, bro. Kobe wasn't just no regular ass NBA player. Like this nigga was like a different type of nigga. He, if we want him for real, like that's going around now. He's really him. Capital H. Like and played no game. So like, y'all go ahead and give that give that a run through because like the redeem team. If y'all into like sports documentaries, that's real good. A real good one to watch, and you know it might bring a tear to your eye just seeing Kobe Bryant. Talk a little bit, get to hear his voice. Hey, I got a submission. I felt like a documentary that I liked. I don't know, maybe it's more so because of my personal interest in it and like some of the players, but like uh, the True Story series on Netflix, the one about the rise and fall of Anne One. Oh, I ha- I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking. About. I feel like that that's a solid documentary. It's a solid basketball documentary. That's not about like. NBA players like it's not names that you hear all the time right but it's almost like dang to see how they establish themselves almost as like a completely separate league and then it just fell that shit you know what I'm saying? disappeared and, and it's crazy to like see like the players experiences like the people behind the scenes like what they was going through like they was competing with Nike and like 
is just so crazy. And I love that just because, like, I remember I, I loved and one because I thought I'd be able to dribble a basketball like half the niggas in that league. But, you know. Was the professor, was he part of and one or was that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what that's put him on. Professor, hot sauce. Right. Like, only two like, skip to my Lou, like, all <laughs> them, two, them get three names. Right. <laughs> Type shit. Y'all ever seen that one N one basketball movie they made? I think uh, Hot Sauce was actually in that shit. Crossover, crossover, that shit was fire, right? Was fire. You know what I'm saying? And to think that like N one was so big that they was like featured in movies. They had clothes. They had shoes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but they were they was the always looked at though, just because like they were like always N one, so people kind of looked at it as like the cheaper version of like Nike. Or that kind of shit. But like in reality, right. you know, everyone has some good shit though. I can't hold you. Like they clothing and shit. Like it wasn't bad. Yeah. I look like sock socks was comfortable. I still Clothes got was some. comfortable. I do I got too. Some Air One socks. I do. I do too. I remember I wanted Nike socks. Gwen Senior definitely hit me with that and one pack. And you know, niggas used to be so sick. <laughs> used to be, used to be, used to be sick as hell. And now you can catch me wearing and one socks. These bitches three ninety nine. Why am I gonna spend ten dollars on a pair of socks? <laughs> that just, that that comes with getting. Uh, that comes with. Niggas getting really used though. to spend sixty dollars for three Nike Elite socks. Real shit. For a minute though, it was just. Bad. Oh yeah. Just wanted to look good on the field. Of course, right. athleisure. But that's the. Go ahead. I was gonna say Halloween kills. I feel like everybody wasn't, or from what I heard, there was a lot of people who wasn't fucking with Halloween kills. I just don't see how you couldn't fuck with that movie. Like it was a whole. Like you still got what you wanted to see. But first of all, did all of us see it? No. Okay, so I won't say too much. But uh, you gonna get what you want out of the Michael Myers movie, but it's also gonna give you like a different plot. Like I feel like every single Halloween movie up to this point was kind of like the same thing. Like some helpless girl getting chased by Michael Myers and. You know, some dude trying to save him the best he can. Fuck around. His ass really be walking too. This one wasn't like that at all. Like, of course, like, like I'm saying, Michael Myers is out there catching bodies, but it was just a whole different plot. I was really fucking with it. I just don't understand how, like, yeah, like, motherfuckers be sucking dick if you're saying you don't fuck with Halloween kills, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I think that's motherfuckers who who don't want to adjust to that change. Right. I haven't heard a valid reason why. They just say I don't like Halloween kills. Personally, I think I'm going to like it. But I've kind of turned into a horror movie buff myself within the last couple of years. So that's going to be a good test, then. Right. I can't wait to go watch it, then. I can't wait. Look, he's going to ask Vernell uh, for his Peacock password. (laughs) So I ain't got to pay for it at the movie theater. Right. Right. But I'm not going to hold you, though. I'm a real movie-ass nigga, though. Like, I enjoy going to the movie theaters. But I'm only going to go, like... When it's a movie that I'm looking forward to seeing, like mm-hmm. uh, Wakanda Forever, can't wait to go see that. I'm gonna see Black Adams in theater just because, like, it's a real good, super, it's a superhero movie, so I want to see it in theaters. But like stuff that I'm looking forward to, I gotta go see it in the movies. Mm-hmm. Gotta get my popcorn. Gotta see. Gotta it. have the experience. Got to. I feel like that's going out of style though. So one more thing that slept on for me: movie theaters. Fuck niggas. Right. I think that shit going out of style. They need to make a comeback because it is like a whole vibe. A whole vibe, bro. To really immerse yourself into the movie. Like, that's all you're thinking about. You're just watching. You're just chilling. That's it. I feel like at home, like, niggas be like, I got to make some food. Or you got other stuff on your mind at home. Right. But at the movie theater, you locked in. 
it's too easy to get on your phone when you at home and shit like that. Right. Easy too easy. But Jason King segment. Shit dig. Slapped on. Slapped on. But um let's get into some new music and all that kind of thing. So well one projects that's came, that's come out at least that I've saw or I've listened to. Uh did y'all listen to um Quavo Quavo and Takeoffs, the only built for infinity links? Absolutely. Why did not? How was that? Okay. It was cool. Personally, um, I only down like I listened to the whole thing, but I only downloaded like five songs. It's not an album for me that I can just go on there and I'm gonna spin it every day. Is that's probably like a that whole album was a one time spin for me. And but I'm gonna go back to like a you know certain song, a couple songs to listen to. So I mean, but it, it it's your regular, you know, Migos album. Type shit like it, it's they gonna give you exactly what you what the expect. Migos bring to the table. I mean, just Quavo and take off, right? They they gonna give you that. So it, it, it was cool though. Like jumping on that wave because honestly, I feel like Migos like yeah, they might be saying different shit in their lyrics and all that, but just like I don't know, just like the sound and like the bounce to it, it's just all the fucking same. And they just been out for a minute, so it's just like it's kind of stale to me at this point. Not that. That's the bad word to use because it's not stale. Like the music still sounds good. It's just mm-hmm. I heard it before. You right. Know? Well, shit. Speaking of the same shit though, that that kind of brings me to my next project that I listened to, that everybody was very looking forward to. At least like in the music community was like, it's only me, the little baby project. Mm, this one right here, eh? Right. And I know a lot of things that I saw on it. Like people were mad because they were like. Every song sound the same, blah, 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 blah. But like, I just didn't understand because I'm just like, bro, baby been doing this. Like, he's been doing the same shit. Like, we knew, at least I knew exactly what I was going to get from this album. Like, I wasn't expecting him to get on that bitch and start singing on the track. Like, I knew he was going to get on the track. Real shit, though. Like, we know what Lil Baby is going to do on the track. We know. He's going to do the rambling, like, melodic sound. Like, you know, he's going to, that's what he does. That's what he's known for. So I just didn't understand people getting mad talking about like he giving us the same shit. He been doing this shit, bro. Maybe that's like that difference between like his mainstream fans and then like his, you know what I'm saying, his core fans. True. Maybe it's those mainstream fans who like only been listening to two or three of Lil Baby's albums where it's like, okay, <laughs> we heard it. Right. And if you really fuck with him, then you see the growth. Like you, maybe that's a real important part of like having a core fan base is like them being able to see like where you started compared to where you ended up at. And that probably like keep them entertained longer because it's just like, mm. in my opinion, like if you listen to uh, what's it called Slime Language, is that Lil Baby album? Didn't you have one with uh, Gunna? That's a uh, Slime uh, Language. Uh, I don't know the name of what it's called. That's I know what you're talking about. Never recover. Never recover era. I was gonna say Slime Language is thug or Drip Harder. Yeah. That's the name yeah. of the album, Drip Harder. That era of Lil Baby's music compared to now, like uh. I think like it's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? So if you kind of like stick stick through with an artist like that, it's easy uh-huh. to, to fuck with. So when you're when you're listening to an album, so like say for for example, like think of any one of your favorite artists, and you want to you 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 listen to one album that was a last year album, and you listen to this year's album. Are you expecting some kind of change in growth of 
something with that artist from year one to year two to his second album from the first? Like, are you expecting some other shit? I wouldn't say some other shit. I would just expect to hear growth, like either in the production or in the lyrics, like your shit got to sound better or like your metaphors and similes, just like the way you mm-hmm. approach it got to be more thorough. Cause like, if you a professional artist like that, like how, what the fuck are you doing if it's not getting better? You know what I mean? True. And I think that's probably- That's valid. We really don't be <clears throat> with it when it sound the same. Cause you're just like, fuck you been on. I'm actually, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's some shit I, I didn't think about. That's some shit I didn't think about. Cause it's, it's like with athletes from year one to year two, if you're staying constant, like niggas aren't going to fuck right. with you. Like they they want to see growth in your game, so I get it, I get it, I get it. You you got me, you got me there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think for me, when it comes to like artist growth and like differences between albums, I personally, well, I don't know. It's hard for me because like my first listen through, I'm not really listening to what they're saying or what they're talking about. Like the production got to be right for me. Hundred percent. Mm, that's like damn near number one in the album, bro. If your production is ass, well, at least for me, you're not gonna get a a whole yeah. listen from me. Listen. At least a, an honest listen. If your production is shitty, but I guess I would say once I get past the production, like once I know it's something that I can listen to all the way through, I think for me it's like the development and your delivery, exactly, and the development and like rhyme schemes and like this sounds like I'm I'm really like a music. I mean, I guess I am a music head, but no, we we talking about this shit because niggas like, enjoy, niggas enjoy music. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is that next level shit. Ooh, a good example. I'll even I'll use the Migos as an example. Okay. If you listen to their freestyle on L.A. Leaguers, not even they have another freestyle together. All three of them on like Westworld or West something TV. Westwood TV? Westwood. Westwood TV. Yeah, exactly. If you go and listen to that, because you've already heard their freestyle on LA Lakers, you might not make it all the way through. Because like, that's where like I can still keep going back to the Migos because like I've seen the growth. Because like on that West, what's it called? Westworld? Tim Westwood TV. Westwood. Oh, my bad. Tim Westwood TV. Half of that freestyle was them, hey, whoa, ice, mama, like but all of that. They're known, like that's low-key what got them to the top, though, is they ad-libs. Like they're one of the first groups to be able to, I mean, obviously ad-libs been around for a long time. But sure. like, they're one of the first groups to really like take on that ad-lib role and like niggas were known Right. For their ad libs, like but throughout then, the music industry, you listen to the L.A. Leakers freestyle. Oh yeah, these niggas is, conversation is, is totally different. It is flowing. I feel and it's it. like, yo, these niggas is actually spitting and like actually saying something, like that. Oh shit, I didn't catch that bar. Like the first one is just like, me and my niggas, we lit. Okay, y'all lit. You say that every bar, right. but like now they talking about. You know what I'm saying? Something on a really? tricycle. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you can see the 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 difference in like the delivery. You see the difference in the flow and like the rhyme schemes that they use. Like that's like where I notice the most growth in artists, and that's what I look for in like differences in albums. Exactly. Same. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. So, production side of music, though, since we're you know on that topic, um, kind of like who do y'all think are some of the hottest producers in the game right now, or even like 
who were who was your favorite um producer personally that you have shit honestly if i had to say like the hottest right now like if i'm trying to when i think of the hottest i'm like what producer can make any artist sound good honestly i feel like it would definitely have to be hit boy or mm. i'm glad you said it my nigga i'm glad you mm. fucking I said it Alan. he's on the list mm. because i just feel like i mean already like hit boy already proved himself up to this point like come on like if you don't already know who hit boy is like, he's working I'm, with like you don't listen to music if you don't know who if you don't know who Hit Boy is. Honestly, yeah, like up. more just like on like the like on a deeper level of production. Like I don't know if y'all know who the Alchemist is. Like he produced a bunch of different people's albums and shit like that too. Um, he produced that that album that Freddie Freddie Gibbs got nominated for a Grammy for in 2020. Uh, but he just be doing a bunch of different shit and he used like samples more than anything, like older samples. So that's what I really be appreciating in production. I love older samples. Right, like if you can take like some it. older shit and like throw a beat on it and you know like make it new, make it fresh, like I really fuck with that. But Hit Boy, like his just like beat patterns and shit like that, his sound selection is just it's on another level. Like ain't nobody fucking with him. Bro, Hit Hit Boy, Hit Boy shit, Hit Boy shit crazy. His his production, how we push it together, bro. His that's why he's one of the best. Like uh, y'all know you DJ, say who DJ Mustard? Yeah, for sure. Like that's that's that West Coast vibe. Like, oh, it on that beat, ho. Exactly. Like, I just, hey, this shit just, it's too groovy. So I'm different. Ooh, I'm different. Right? Yo, like, it's crazy. Because, <laughs> like, um, he pretty much ran, like, a whole decade mustard. for me. Yeah. You said mustard, right? Uh, yeah. Personally, though, it was crazy. 40 will always be up there for me, too. Oh, that's a different conversation. <laughs> but I'm a Drake, I'm a Drake-ass fan, so, like, oh, you know, I really fuck with Drake. So, obviously, like, 40... But like, question. So if we go based off of like Alan's definition, like can make any artist sound good, do we really like Forty because he can make any artist sound good, or just because like him and Drake's relationship and the beats that he can make for Drake are so like in tune and so good that we love him? Well, for Forty, I won't even go off like the artist or like him making the artist sound good. Strictly for him, it's numbers, bro. Like his numbers is talking. Every time him and Drake link up, obviously, clearly, nigga, these niggas are platinum. That kind of shit. So it's just like, yeah. yes, like one, like the type of artist that Drake is, like his beats and stuff. Like he has a lot of different beats in, in one song and that stuff like that. So meticulous. And that's what I'm saying. And Forty does a fantastic fucking job of like the different beats. So like I love him just because like one, the nigga is just like. He's just smart as fuck, like when it comes to like beat making and productions of albums and things like that. And it's just like, I really like like what he does with Drake, just like him and Drake. Yes. So I'm gonna agree with you. The relationship that he has with Drake is solely like why well, I'm like this nigga is is top tier for me. They might as well be the same. But when you look, I mean, at, like, when you look at his discography outside of Drake, like it's some big names in there, but as far as like the songs and shit like that, like Yeah. One thing that I love about Apple Music, this is kind of off track, but like you can, they have like playlists and they're called like Behind the Boards. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just on right here. Yeah. Nah, for real. Them behind the Boards playlist. <laughs> yeah. And that's low key kind of what really started making me pay more attention to producers and the type of beats that they use and like their distinctive sound was because like I took the chance one time. I just, I was like Behind the Boards. 
fuck is this? And I was like, oh shit, this nigga produced this song, this song, this song, this song. And I started trying to listen to like how they were similar. And like sometimes what I do is like when I listen to music, I'll try to guess the producer like before I hear the tag, mm-hmm. which is hard to do because most of these niggas, it'd be the first thing. But um, personally right now, my favorite producer is Forever Rolling. Forever Rolling. Forever Rolling. Nigga. And it's because Forever Rolling give me what I want. Like, I love them hard 808s, them hard beats where niggas is coming and like really getting freaky on that shit. Like, that's the shit that really gets me going. So, like, right now, Forever Rolling. If I hear that shit, I'm listening. I think next week we should definitely like see how many tags that we can uh we can name our artists. Like have a list of artists or some shit and just try to name their tags and shit. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. Or we could just like find a list of producers and see if we know their tags. That's what I just or said. Or the different oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you was just talking about like how many tags do we know, but No, real shit, real shit, real shit, real shit, real shit, real shit. That is the same shit. Real shit. No, I feel you though. We that's gonna be harder than I think. We we here. We here. We here. We here. But Alan, did you want to talk about uh King Deceased Three with Hitboy Boy Nas? I mean, yeah, ain't that, I'm excited for it. Like any type of album where a rapper can lock in with just one producer and like they can really just like do a project together. Like I just like that shit. a lot. Yeah, like it's just it's a lot more cinematic for me. Like you can break mm-hmm. that down a little bit like a little bit better. You can really create a vibe and then shit. Like just the fact that Nas is just rapping on the level that he's still rapping on. Like it's it's some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's real impressive. But, um, yeah, I can't wait for that shit to drop. I, I think it come out, shit, this weekend, maybe? That's, yeah. I was just fire. about to ask. Obviously, it's, it's Hit Boy and then Nas, like right. you said. So, it, psh, it's going to be, it's going to be magic. Just right there. Damn. This off is, the names. It released on November 11th. Never mind. We got some time. Oh, uh, damn. Do some sit back in the, uh, sit back in the seats. Right. right. Sit back in the seats, but um, uh, that's really all I have for like production and new. I mean, I guess we any other new music that you guys listen to this week that you at least want to tell other people about? Like, y'all should go check this out. Shepard Five. Uh, you know what? I do have something. It didn't come out this week. It came out like a week, maybe last week, and I I've just kind of been hesitant on even talking to other people about it just because this particular artist has been canceled for so long and it's like and i'm gonna say that this this tory lane's album the sorry for what that shit fire bro and the production of that shit hard too you know what i'm saying like it's a good album that bad bitches work at taboo (laughs) because like it like I was listening, I've been listening to Tory Lanez since like he was dropping like the new Toronto mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Was that before? I like for a long, long time, right? I was asking. So I, this is this album is giving me like resemblances of that, and it's like it's kind of like resparked my like my love for his music, right? However, he's canceled. So I don't know See, if anybody will pay attention. But that's that's the sick thing though. Like he's such a good artist and like it's getting overlooked how good of an artist he is because of all that shit that he was caught up in. Which and I can't niggas, even be mad. Niggas still don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. I mean, I allegedly he beat the case, so 
I didn't know what that meant. If he, if we were allowed to talk about him anymore. Shit, we can. It's off the record. We can do what we want. That album, Fire, though. I haven't got to give that a full spin yet. Like, I've listened to, you know, some part songs on there, but I haven't got to. Uh... You said Yerbo, right? Yeah, her. <laughs> Ain't it? <laughs> Survivor's oh, Remorse. Whoa. I was low-key listening to that the other day. It's definitely got some some solid, solid hits on there. It's deep. Cool. Cool. I'm going to put that one on the list. I'm going to say Nav, too. Demons Protected by Angels. Uh, that one came wow. out a, a couple a couple weeks back, but we never got to really talk about it. So, I mean, definitely. that one is definitely, um, I think Nav is a, another slept-on artist, personally. I feel like he gets an unnecessary amount of hate, and I don't understand why. Like He put it perfectly in a video I've seen on Twitter. He was just talking about how, like, if you've seen somebody who looked like him popping like he is, like, he said himself, like, he said, if he's seen himself popping like he was, he'd be mad, too. Like, just how, like, he, uh, you know, brown <laughs> like, you know, kind of, kind of weird looking. Brown boy. Nah, real shit. Real shit. That nigga be putting out hits, though. He produced it, uh, I don't know, I don't, don't want to say he produced this whole album, but, you know, he be producing his own shit, don't he? Yeah. He says yeah. verbatim. If a producer don't take off the tag, I'll remake the beat. I'll take it off myself and remake the beat. Right. Come on now. That's line for line. Glenn, Glenn Man, got it take, right on the nail. Take that shit, take that shit out of here. Damn. I'll mix the shit my damn self. That's crazy. I think that's kind of fucked up. Like, as a producer, like, it's two sides to it. You have the artist, like, or, you know, the recording artist, and then you have the producer, the one who made the beat, put the beat together. Like, right. Why, what's wrong with them having it, a tag on it, like a split second that lets motherfuckers know they made it compared to you singing on the whole motherfucking song, a three-minute song? I think that's kind of like I, an ego thing with people. Like, no, I was just about to say that that's where ego come into play for sure. Like, that's just like, I, I want to be the only one type shit. Type shit. That's, that's definitely where ego come into play. But, you know. Respectfully. It is what it is. It is what it is. But let's go ahead and move on to... One of the favorite segments, just our sports segment. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. The, the easiest part, for sure. The, the, the easiest part. But um, UFC 280, you got, well, you said Khabib fighting tonight? Uh, not Khabib, but like his protege, I guess you could say. You got Khabib before okay. his corner. Like they've been training and shit like that. Oh, right, 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 right. His name is Islam Makhachev. Makhachev. Islam Makhachev. Versus Charlo, Charles Oliveira. Hasbula going to be there? Yeah, I heard Hasbula was going to be in his corner, too. <laughs> in Islam's corner. So, um, yeah, I guess, you know, Islam was supposed to win that fight. Right. Uh, and we got TJ Dillashaw and Adrian Sterling. I actually heard that Sterling might fuck around and beat TJ ass. Um, I heard the same shit. Yeah, you got Peter Yan, Sean O'Malley. I heard that actually is going to be a dog fight, too. Like, it's not no... The main the main card though was uh Khabib's protege, right? In uh Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. And then uh For sure. yeah, the rest of these people like not really no names. You got Benelli Darush and Matthews Gamrot, and then you got a woman's right. highway act with Caitlin Chukagain and Manon Foriot. They got some crazy ass names in the UFC. They be coming out of that woodwork with these bitches. 
Real shit. It'd be fucking me up how late the main card be starting and shit. Bro, like 11. But like, you got to think, right? But living, bro, being able to live on the West Coast, like, I'd be seeing it. Because it's like, nigga, it's only 9 o'clock there. Yeah. Yeah. It's midnight here. Yeah. Right. It'd be midnight in Florida and it'd be 11 where where we're at now. So it's just like, damn, bro. Niggas got to stay up all night. Right. But it, you know what I'm saying? It'd be, it'd be cool, though. So, uh, no, nah, that's something to look forward to. Obviously, we're going to talk about the results next week. Um, yeah. But some crazy knockouts after. We're going to have to show the clips. And show I got Khabib's protege winning in the main card only because, one, Hasbu is in his corner. Two, Khabib is no joke. So, that nigga, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure. Right. Real life. Okay. When I saw he he did that to my to my dog, I was like, oh, yeah, this nigga's nothing to play with. It is like it's nothing to play with. Got busy with his ass immediately. Bro, got was not was not bullshitting with Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is my dog. I knew he was talking about, and he was not playing with him. I thought Conor McGregor was untouchable. Hell no. (laughs) He put the paws on him, (laughs) nigga. That that fight was ugly. I was like, ooh, Conor, come on, fight back, fight back. (laughs) But uh. Right, um, Draymond Green. Man, how you get caught up knocking out Jordan Poole, bro? At practice, that's wild. What was said? That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. But at the same time, though, what are you pushing for, though? Like, push. <laughs> he that was a that was an intent. Like the push he gave him was like a we about this we about the box push. Exactly. Nah, he talk. dropped his hands. He did not pick his hands up after that. He pushed him and put his hands right down by his side. What kind of shit is that? And you know, I feel like that's goofy for Jordan Poole to ex- to not like to expect, not to expect, but like you should have expected some retaliation as a grown man. And it's Draymond Green, right? And you you know the you know his character, right? Did y'all so, see when he pulled up to the stadium in that green suit and then he was looking like hey? That 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 suit was smooth though. Put that nigga on the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that shit. Y'all didn't see like them put Jordan. I mean, he didn't do it, but you know he had. The okay. Suit, so they used the green screen to put. Jordan Got it. Suit. Okay. No, I. They, they're funny as fuck for that. <laughs> this thing is just on. Like yeah, my hand is Like yo. But. Obviously, we got a couple different altercations because we had the Devontae Adams one next. Yo, him throwing him. the cameraman? <laughs> I'm catching a check. A check. But that's why I put NFL cameraman on the docket, too, because, like, the shit that they be going through, like, niggas be getting their legs chopped up from under them, and they air time, niggas landing on them and shit. But mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is wild. He came out with an apology. Uh, do you think... Or do y'all think that, like, since his apology, like, he's he's cool now? Like, he good? I say so. Because, I mean, it's an emotional sport. Right. Like, what is dude doing in the way? I agree. Like, at this moment, you had to be right there, bro. Like, what are you doing? I agree. Um, I know it's easy, at least from outside, you know, people looking outside in, like, when they saw that he pushed him. Like, of course, niggas was like, Oh, and then, like, you you in the NFL, so, like, all the lights is on you at every point in time. But, like, like you said, it's an emotional sport, and people who have not played football 
aren't gonna be <laughs> nigga. What is you looking at? Hey, I'm geeked. I'm just geeked. <laughs> I'm geeked. It's Saturday, bro. <laughs> real shit, real shit. But like niggas who haven't played football, is there they wouldn't understand where he's coming from, especially like after a game like that. Like obviously, like he made he made a spectacular catch on the sideline, but he didn't get both feet down, which ultimately is why they didn't win. Well, not that not when he ran into uh old boy Hunter Renfro, which was Devontae Adams fucking mistake as a veteran, which I don't know how the fuck he did that shit, but it happens. But like he he cost his team pretty much the game at the end and like it's an emotional sport and like shit like that be happening like people be boxing with their coaches and shit like that. And yeah, it's not the most professional thing to do, but at the same time, there's a lot of lot of emotion in football. Like I know like when I'm done playing a game, like I got to chill for at least 30 minutes to to come down cuz like if I don't come down from that high immediately, like you you never really yeah. know what can come out of my at least out of my mouth. So like I can I can only, you know, imagine it being on the NFL stage. Man, that's I feel like that's something to take into consideration, especially like with like post game interviews and like just like any type of interaction that you get like immediately after the game. And it's crazy because like media never really gives you an opportunity to to decompress. Fuck no. That's what they're there for. You know, we're trying to rile you up. And they like so it doesn't help that like after a game like that where you have such high emotions and like it comes down to like the little details about whether who wins or who doesn't win. And then you got cameras in your face. You got people trying to, you know, rile you up, stir you up so you could say the wrong shit. And it's like, personally, I feel like him pushing the cameraman, that is almost like a blessing because it could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been worse. But at the same time, it's like this is this is like the life, and this is the shit that you signed up for. Type, you do have to hold so your like, accountable. Absolutely, you you have to hold your emotions in check. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why you're a professional, right? You 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 can't be out here doing that. So at the end of the day, it's it's inexcusable. Like he shouldn't have did it. Absolutely, yeah, I do think but, it is more funny than anything at this point, especially like when you think about the outcome. Like the fact that this nigga is doing. Like of course, like you have every right to sue. I would sue too any person in their right mind is going to sue because they know the position <laughs> that Devontae Adams is in. But the fact that he's suing, like I feel like that's a good indication that like you know shit cool, but you know he just wants some, some reparations and. It's funny, like when I see a video, like bro, like you really got your ass pushed by Devontae Adams. <laughs> Show your kids or something. I don't know. It, it was a it was a whole ass shove too. Like it wasn't just a out of get out of my way. Like this nigga real life, like bench pressed, put some put some shit into that. Like the way Patrick yeah, Beverly shoved Chris Paul. Like that was a shove. That wasn't a push. That was a gave a nigga whiplash. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I got Bronny signing with Nike. I thought that shit was huge because one, it's crazy as fuck to see a high schooler signing with arguably one of the biggest sports companies out. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just crazy to see like that he signed with them. But like, it's also cool to see like LeBron James being able to like to share that with keep that friends. shit. In the- Bro, what that shit is crazy. So y'all really that think Bronny got potential like that? Like y'all think yeah. No, Bronny is actually like hard. Like he's one of the best in his class for sure. Like at first, when 
he was getting a whole bunch of hype and notoriety that he was getting. I was like, yeah, like it's because he LeBron James is a LeBron James's son. But if you actually like watch his game, like nah, that nigga, that nigga's actually hard. His brother better than him though. He gonna be the best one that come out, guaranteed. Bryce ain't nothing to play with. Yeah, cause Melo nice too, and he the third born. Yeah. So I yeah, so. But no, I I do think Ronnie obviously like. He's gonna get hyped just because he's LeBron James son, but no, nah, he. I think basketball playing though, like he he cold for sure, for sure. Like he deserved to be like ranked in the top high schoolers in the nation, like he is. Does anybody have like any idea what college you're going to yet? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I only the only thing I saw about him is that he took a visit to Ohio State. I didn't get the, I didn't see any other things that he went on like unofficial visits and shit for don't you think it's kind of convenient that as this nigga get ready to go into the nba they might fuck around and make make it so that you don't have to go to college no more <laughs> so like ronnie gonna be able to jump straight to the nba like his dad you think that for sure storyline or uh, yeah for sure i think definitely that adds to the storyline that's something that they that they doing just to Track business, kind of like what went into that documentary you watched. Of course, redeem, of course. Redeem, that was one of the things that was uh, brought up was just how like the NBA was just more like of a not more of a, but the NBA really like focused on marketing and shit like that, so that they can grow and expand the league. And I feel like this this might be one of those things that could you know further that if Bronny, much like his father, can just jump straight from high school to the NBA if he's nice like that or anybody, you know. Why exactly did they take that? Do we know why they took um like that away? Like when when did they stop doing that? Like uh being able to jump from the NBA or from uh college, not college, fuck. From high school to the NBA. I think it was like cuz I never I I never understood that because if you're going to do that, which is cool, you shouldn't have the one and done to be like as it is. Like you should make niggas go to school for four years if that's the case be, or you should just keep you should just keep it as it is and let people go straight from high school to the nba because you're, you're gonna go to college for one year what's in high like in the big picture what is that capitalism mean? other than well yeah other than that but nothing that's i mean i guess that i i guess that's all they need just making yeah, it spend money yeah two thousand. they're not they're not spending money though who the player they going to school the players are going to school for the free ball. Oh, well, shit. Then I guess it's just for schools to make money off of the player's name. Yeah, that's NCAA and, uh, you know, that show. Mon- Monopoly and shit. So it sounds like it could just come down to, like, giving the athletes a chance to want to further themselves in that aspect of, like, like I get it like it is. They require it for one year because I'm sure there's some kids who go for one year and then kind of think, like, okay. Like I kind of have this other interest outside of basketball. Let me just finish these last three. And then on the other side, of course, we're having kids who just really going for that one year and not focused on anything outside of basketball. So maybe it's just like giving them a chance. Like let's 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 give them the opportunity to get the degree if they want to. That way, should basketball fail, they can't really just blame it all on us. A fail safe, if you will. I feel that. But at the same time, I feel like you still send them up for failure because it's like, okay, like you're giving these kids 
the opportunity and the chance to be able to just do a one and done. So like most kids, like they, one going into college, like bro, they don't give a fuck about that shit. They they there for strictly sports anyway, especially at these power five schools. So like, I feel like the one and done is almost just hurting them in a sense. Like it's just making them do an extra step because they don't know, they already don't give a fuck about school. And the schools are not making them do work there. Like they're really just there to profit off them. That's a whole other thing. Especially kids that come in from lower, lower income areas. Like, nigga, fuck school. Like, sports is how they got there anyway. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So, like, I think if they were truly looking out for the benefit of the athlete, they should make these niggas stay for all four years. If if that's the case. Or they should just cut out one and done and let these niggas just go straight to the NBA if they want to from, from high school. Shit. Well... I feel like the the talent level that'll be entering the NBA over these next few years is gonna be crazy compared to what we've been seeing. Like it just seemed like the new generations, even in football too, like if you just like look up any type of college highlights, like the shit that these niggas doing is insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Not shit you normally see at all. But that's just because niggas is tr- starting to like seriously train. Niggas is starting to train like Weege was training in college at the age of like five or six. Pee-wee football, niggas is waking up early as hell, getting in the gym, hitting the field, doing drills. Right. And it's like, I that, yeah, I mean, so now the the level that they're attaining by the time they get to high school, college is, damn. Right. I think that also comes with what Alan said earlier is that there's some, there's some in the water. That too. That too. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Some in the air. That too. Yeah. There's some in the air. Um. But uh, Dallas Cowboy QB situation. What are y'all thoughts on that? I'm not gonna lie to you. When it comes to the NFL, I haven't had time to watch any of the games. Well, do you, do you know? Do you know what's going on with that? I have no idea. Coop. So, do you know Cooper Rush? No clue. <laughs> <laughs> like this is how far removed. Nah, that's cool. He, he he's just a backup QB after Dak got hurt because Dak uh he messed up his thumb. He had to get a thumb surgery and like the first game was it the first game of the season. Uh, second. Yeah. I, I think he had a couple games under his belt before he had to get it. Yeah, first or second game under uh in the season, and Cooper Rush came in, and Cooper Rush started off four and zero as a starting QB. Like when he started starting for the Cowboys, and like obviously he was hot. So everybody was like, ooh, so when that come back, what is we going to do? What is we going to do? So, like, that was, like, the hot debate. But now I'm not going to hold you. Like, after this last game against the Eagles, that, that kind of solidified for at least Cowboy fans because that's how quick niggas be jumping on and off bandwagons to easily put Dak Prescott back in the back in the mix just because Cooper rushed through three picks. For y'all who didn't know the weak ass cowboys. Yeah, man. I feel like just like you said it, this last performance really because when I put this or when we put this on the docket, it wasn't uh Cooper Rush was still undefeated. He was still playing great. But then mm-hmm. uh, hell yeah, I mean this most recent game, it ain't hard to tell. Like shit, Dak probably gonna have that spot when he come back and uh Cooper Rush will have right. to defeat again. As a backup quarterback, you don't you don't have time to have fallbacks in your game and take step backs. Like you can't have a game where you're throwing two plus picks. Like starting quarterbacks, you can, right? You can do that as a starting quarterback because you got a fan base behind you. 
But you can't do that as no backup because niggas are already like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this nigga. Sorry. He a backup. But even though, like, you in the NFL, you a backup in the NFL, so you still a good-ass quarterback. Right. But but if Cooper Rush would have had a good game, I think it would be fucked up had they put Dak Prescott right back in. Like, why would you want They to- was going to put Dak Prescott back in, though. Huh? They, I feel like even if Cooper Rush had a – say he went fucking 30 for 38 last game with four touchdowns, I still think next game – Dak Prescott would still come back in. And that just show you how much of a dumbass organization the Dallas Cowboys is. It's also a business, though. That's, that's where you start seeing the business aspect of it. Because why are we going to... What I don't even know what the fuck Dak Prescott's uh, contract was. But you know, lot I'm sure they... Yeah, they, they just uh, signed him on an extension, and I'm pretty sure. So, like, why are we going to have this multi-million dollar quarterback sitting on the sideline? When we paid him all this money, now nah, he need to get his ass out there and win us some games. Yeah, but we're not tripping about Cooper Rush because we only paying him six figures and he winning us ball games. Type deal. Maybe it just set him up for a better opportunity with a different team now. Cooper Rush. I hope so. Right. I hope so because I'll definitely be a Cooper Rush fan as soon as he get that star off his helmet. Nah, yeah, real talk. <laughs> but um, talking about quarterbacks. Russell Wilson. Before we get started on Russell Wilson, I do have to go set up for the surprise for Josie. That's cool. So we'll just go through the NFL picks and that'll be it. Heard that, heard that, heard that. Just because I got to make sure Alexa gets to the spot so we can, the whole, it's all good. I'll explain all the details next week. Okay. Russell Wilson is playing shitty as fuck right now. That's that's all it is. We trying to figure out why the fuck this nigga so bad. Personally, I think it's because he's gone to a new team. I think when you spend so much of your career with the with one team and you get so used to that environment and like so ingrained with that, it's like trying to go somewhere else, like you're gonna have to go through growing pains, and I feel like this is his growing pains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same way. I would say the same. It's just like being in that system for so long. And it's like, you know, it's a question like, was it Russell Wilson that was so good? Or is it that Seattle Seahawks system that was good? And it just, you know, was a good right. situation for him. Because even like his throws and shit like that just look bad. But I don't know how deep we're going into this conversation. Because it did sound like you just said you had to get up to song. I want you to do what you got to do. It, I, you good? it was a little bit of both. I feel like a little bit of both for sure when it comes to that. But um. We're going on a week seven this year or this week for football. So week six, we did we do picks for week six? I'm not sure. We did. We, we did, did week five. five. It's okay, but we can go through the week six real quick. Commanders and Bears, prime time Thursday. Oh, that's I a good matchup. Wait, are we going through last week? No. Yeah, I'm gonna just. No, nah, yeah, I was just gonna go through last week's real quick and state who won. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bears and Commanders. Bears lost at Soldier Field, 12-7. Thursday night game, prime time. That prime time game was shit. It was shitty as fuck. And the Bears are not a bad team, which is what what's pissing me off. Because, like, Justin Fields was missing some easy-ass throws. And niggas was not playing no fundamental-ass football. And that both on both teams, both teams. And that's what made me mad for a prime time game. Yeah, it was hard to watch for sure. Especially, like, dropping down to the end zone. 
with you know a few seconds left having the ability to win the game and Darnell Mooney just not really in the end for us. It's it's tough being a Bears fan, man. I can't lie to you. Hey, but I'm sure they're gonna get it back next week. Hopefully, next game we had the Ravens against the Giants. I'm not gonna hold you. I know for a fact when I saw that on the schedule, I thought Lamar Jackson was taking it home. But Daniel C, uh, not Daniel Caesar in week. Uh, Daniel Jones <laughs> and Saquon Barkley told me to shut the fuck up. So I'm gonna give them their props. 24-20 Giants. Yeah, Daniel Jones is becoming that nigga or that man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, so I'll give him that. Uh, Colts and Jaguars. Colts came out on top, 34-27. I didn't really watch this game because it didn't really uh, – I didn't really care to watch it low-key. Plus, yeah, I don't even think I got the channel. But right, that's Colts won. <laughs> Colts won. So, Colts win. Boom. Colts win. Uh, Browns and Patriots, 38-15. Patriots on top. It's just one another one of those games where it was just like – both teams is like not at the top of their division, so people don't really care about them. Do we know who they got at quarterback right now? Is it still Mac Jones? No, nah, Mac Jones is out he, with a high angle sprain. So yeah. I don't know who they had. Some backup. They had some some backup, but hey, it seemed like he did what he had to do. Yeah, yeah, thirty points ain't bad, right? Bengals and the Saints. Bengals came out on top, uh, thirty twenty six. It, I watched that game. It was smooth. I think I did, too. Oh, never mind. No, I, didn't. I don't think I watched that one. Right. It was smooth. Um, Steelers and Bucks. That nigga Tom Brady took an L. 2018 Steelers won. Yeah, I don't think I, I got to catch that one either. Uh, you got the 49ers and the Falcons. Falcons 28-14. Fuck this. I'm about to just do the primetime games that we... <laughs> Because right, I'm not even finna sit here and just keep on going with these niggas because I really don't give a fuck if I have these games. Bills and Chiefs, good ass game. That was one that I enjoyed watching. I had marked on my calendar as well. 24 20 Bills. I'm happy the Bills won because these niggas always be falling short when it comes to that. That's Pat facts. Yeah. It's nice to see Pat Mahomes get put in his place every, every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? I just hope this isn't one of those games where obviously they're going to see each other in the AFC championship and. I just hope it's not one of those where the Bills took this early dub and then that game come around and. I mean, yeah, Stephon Diggs did go nuts though. Like, he put up some big numbers to to come away with a close victory. So, could go either way next time. Can't just count. Facts. Uh, both of them. Well, no, Chiefs got two losses now. Uh, Bills are now five and one. So I think they're about the top of the division. Cowboys and Eagles. Primetime Sunday night game. You know my Eagles are still undefeated. We spooked that nigga Cooper Rush. Fuck is they talking about? Cooper Rush train ended with us because our defense is hard. Eagles still, they still be bullshitting though. I don't, we're not, I'm not going to let that slide. They still be bullshitting. But they they doing their shit for right now. Um, And then <laughs> the same thing uh, fucking against the Cardinals for the start of week seven. Um. Yeah, that's- that nigga Andy Dalton threw three picks. If y'all didn't know, damn. damn. You know what's crazy? I did not know that, but I was just about to say I wish Andy Dalton was playing how he played against the Cardinals when he was at the Bears. Because right. the three picks aside, like from what I seen, the throws he was making, like he was on the money. He was putting, like he was throwing them open. And I think when a quarterback can throw a receiver open, like in the NFL too, 
Like that's that's huge. So I mean, Andy Dalton looked Real good, shit. but goddamn Kyler Murray, man. Or the Cardinals in general just looked fast as fuck. Like everybody on their team just looked like they was getting out of there. That's Kyler Murray. No, for real, for real, for real. And they got Zach Ertz at a tight end, so they got a they got a decent little setup. So I can't hold you. And D Hop back. It, it seemed like D Hop was getting this shit strapped though. Yeah, he didn't really play that much of a back then. Boy, he, they was really seat building and shit. But you know, that's he trying to get a, get his seat legs back. Yeah, let's call it that. Uh, week seven, real quick, we can knock this out. Um, Browns and Ravens. Ravens. Let's go Ravens. I'm good. Our picks. Uh, yeah, I'm going Ravens too. Ravens, cool. Bucks and Panthers. Bucks, Tom Brady. I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out there. This is gonna be the last thing I say. The Panthers have now officially begun their rebuilding. This season is chicken wraps. Niggas got rid of Robbie Anderson, but he was he was on some shit. I don't know why he was. Doing whatever he was doing, arguing and shit, because he got sent to the locker room mid-game. Right. I personally... What the fuck y'all got going on in North Carolina? I don't know. (laughs) We just traded our best threat to the 49ers. We are... They're talking about trading our second... uh, The other receiver that we have. Oh, my gosh. DJ Moore. Damn. Yeah. Y'all rebuilding for real. I personally have just let everyone know, like, hey, this season ain't it. It's going to be wraps. But I'm still a fan. Okay. But for this week's game, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. <laughs> and that's just being realistic. Real shit. I respect it. I, I want the Panthers it. to win, though. Right. Yeah, trading Christian. All right. Wild as fuck, but I can kind of see why they did it just because of the amount of injuries that he's had over the last, uh, you know, couple seasons. But um, Falcons and Bengals, I'm going to go with the Falcons and Marcus Mariota just because I don't think the Bengals are that fucking good this year. I think that shit was a fluke last year that these made it, they made it to the Super Bowl. That's just me. I don't. I'm going to go on the other side. I really do have faith in Joe Burrow and his quarterback ability. And the they fact, hard, though. They hard. He has Jamar Chase. I just feel like that connection alone is just, like, it's a safe bet. Like, right. He's going to find I just feel like they got too many weapons to I don't even know I don't even know what their record is, but I just feel like they got too many weapons to have lost three games or however many they lost. Yeah. I can hear that. But I'm gonna shit though in my opinion. Oh, they three and three. Yeah. Whatever though. Um Damn, what the fuck? Lions and the Cowboys. Lions. The Lions, they still got the number one offense, I think. Lions. Yeah, Lions. They finna run up the second cowboy. Yes, sir. It's always nice when the hard knocks team does well that season. Right. How often does that happen? Oh my gosh. Not often at all. Right. Uh we got the Giants and Jaguars. I'm going Giants. They got the high hand right now. Jaguars. I got faith in Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm going with the, the Giants. Daniel Jones been looking good, man. He seemed like he really coming into this up in uh in that position. I'm going, yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Packers and the Commanders. Aaron Rodgers ain't been looking like Aaron Rodgers. Commanders. Niggas, niggas can say that's the Devontae Adams effect. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but that nigga's been tweaking too. Yeah. I'm so but Commanders ain't any fucking better. <laughs> both of y'all took the Commanders. Mm, I'm still gonna take the Packers. I'm still gonna take Aaron Rodgers. Commanders are like one in five. 
oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. I thought because they got a commander. They got Carson Wentz, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who they got a running back. That's how that's how I always judge my team. I just start about their quarter. I think about their quarterback. And I think about their running back. I think about their receivers. And that's just how I kind of judge. Like, all right, what y'all got going on? But uh, yeah, if the commander's looking like that, I'm gonna just go ahead and pick uh, uh the alternative. Bet it. Um, Colts and Titans. This is their second matchup of the year. Titans won the first matchup by I think like one or two scores. Um, I'm gonna go Colts. I'm gonna go Colts. I feel like if you can stop, if you can stop, uh, well, I mean, this is everybody's problem, but if you can stop Derrick Henry, you gonna beat you gonna beat the Titans. Right. But that's the problem. Stopping him. Yeah, I'm gonna just go Colts too. I feel like I haven't watched enough of the Titans to. Yeah, nah. Be honest, to be like mm-hmm. really make a, a decision here. I'm gonna go with the Colts. Right. I'm on board with that. Uh, we got the Texans and the Raiders. I haven't heard a lot from the Raiders or the Texans. Ah, actually. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. I don't, I don't know how Derek Carr is doing, but I don't gonna go with the Raiders. Yeah. I think I seen him play one game and he did not look good at all. I was like, damn, Derek Carr, you really falling off. So I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the other one? Who they playing? The Raiders and Texans. Yeah. Texans are weak as fuck this year. I know that for a fact. That's crazy, but I'm gonna go with the Texans. Let's hope for an upset. Upset, I guess. I'm with that. Jets and Broncos. I'm going Jets. Jets. Hopefully, Russ can pull together. I'm I'm rooting for him, but I just can't see it anytime soon. These niggas at the these niggas in Denver, Mile High City, be high as fuck. Yeah, and it just seem to be like on a nice little run right now. So I doubt Russell Wilson is going to just decide to go crazy uh, this week. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Uh, Chiefs and 49ers. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is playing this week, but. I think the Chiefs, I, 49ers are a good ass team. They got they got good weapons. They got Debo, you know. They got Brandon Ayuk. Like they got good players. But the Chiefs are it's the Chiefs, bro. So yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs too. I feel like the 49ers. Uh, it's kind of like that IC situation. You know what I'm saying? Where you had Trevor James. Just we all understood who the best player on the field was. Everybody understands who the best player on the field mm-hmm. was. But yet Trevor James still wants to force the ball in that direction. And I feel like that's the same type of situation that. The 49ers are dealing with with Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel in particular, but also Brandon Ayuk. Like we get it, Debo Samuel. Samuel's is diverse. He can do a lot, but this nigga don't have to touch the ball every single fucking play. I feel like they do be force force feeding them for sure. Yeah, like every other play, he has the ball in his hands. Like we all know what's going there. Like they got to do something. Right, hundred hundred percent. King, I'm gonna assume you're gonna go with the Chiefs. We got three more left, by the way. Absolutely. No, you cool. I'm just. Handling the no, for sure. I'm trying. I'm trying configuration. To, ain't it? No, you good. We Gucci. Like I can't wait to tell the whole story next week. No cap. For sure. No cap. Uh, but no, Allen. I completely agree with you. I think they be force feeding Debo and they be trying to give that nigga the ball every time. That's not gonna work in the NFL. That's just no matter how good you are, you can't. You that that's just not. Ooh, De- so- defensive coordinators are too good nowadays to be trying to give one person the ball. Like it's it's too easy to. But you can't be one dimensional. Just to add on to that topic, because I'm catching the back end, like now they have Christian McCaffrey. Well, we don't know if so, he's playing this week. That's that's um, that's the yeah. only that's the only thing. I just don't know. That is, I was assuming that he was gonna play. When? So assuming that he does play, I feel like that adds a lot of versatility. One, because now you can you don't have to forcefully feed Debo the ball because you got a solid running back. That's gonna hold it down, and their fullback is decent too. So I think that backfield yeah. in general is gonna be solid. Shit, Debo technically running back too. 
ain't it? But now you can start moving him to more slot positions because personally, that's where I feel like he's best at. Well, they already move him around everywhere, so exactly. I he he do be in the slot a lot. But yeah, no, I feel you for sure. It, definitely adding Christian McCaffrey is more versatile as an Man, offense. Crazy. Your play calling is definitely more open now. Right. Um. Next, you got Geno and the Seahawks versus uh the Chargers and um Justin Herbert. Give me Jay Herbo. Jay Herbo. Oh, yeah, Jay I'm, Herbo. I'm charged up. Okay. Can you not come back this week? Do we know? I believe he is. I don't say. I think it was one of them injuries that didn't seem like he was out for a while. Yeah, it was a ham. It was a ham. Uh-huh. Bro, there's been a. It was a hamstring. There's been a lot of hamstrings this year because we we be getting it on the uh, NFL little app, the the little fantasy app, and that shit is crazy because I felt like I haven't seen this many hamstrings this year, but um. He's still um, questionable. I mm, okay. Primetime Sunday night game. You got Steelers and the Dolphins. Steelers just upset Tom Brady. But they got their shit yeah. ran by the Bills the week before. I'm taking the Dolphins. You were coming off injury. A concussion injury. I'm taking Dolphins. Definitely. Who? Dolphins. Oh, two was playing? Yeah, they yeah, cleared him. coming back. Yeah, they cleared him. They're drunk as fuck. I'm going Steelers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're drunk as fuck. There's no, there's no way this nigga should be back playing, bro. Yeah, that's that's gonna be tough for him. I don't care what how many concussion protocols that he done uh he done missed, but um or that he done passed. But last one, we got uh the Bears and the Patriots on a primetime game. Allen, I'm not gonna hold you. I don't know why they keep giving the Bears this many primetime games. Uh, it's just because Justin Fields, like, everybody got high hopes for him. And honestly, I feel like that last primetime game alone, like, we can't ignore the fact that Justin Fields, like, yes, he made some bad decisions, but he shows some spurts of greatness. Like, that body he put out there, like, it was on the fucking money. Like, that was the first time I really seen Justin Fields, like, air that bitch out the right way. And it just gave right. me my hope for, like, moving forward. So I feel like that's what everybody kind of seeing them. And you can't tell me he's not one of the most elusive quarterbacks. No, he, he is. Not for real. Like, as far as a yards game, like, he really picking up some yards there and shit. So, I was, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of him, like, really getting into the system and being able to take it to that next level. I'm taking I was really asleep on his mobility. Yeah. You know, I felt I like really, he didn't have to be as mobile at Ohio State. Or am I tripping? Well, Ohio, Ohio, Ohio State, he didn't have to really read. He didn't have to reach it. Yeah, because he had threats. So, but no, I mean, I like Justin Fields as a quarterback for sure. I think... As a dual threat quarterback in the NFL today, like he checks a lot of those boxes, hundred percent. I feel that, hundred percent. So you know what, Bears, please don't fail, don't don't fail me this week. Please don't fail don't, me now. I, I, I like I, I want to pick y'all. Patriots just beat. Dude, I forgot who they beat. We talked about it, but we're gonna see. I'm going Bears. I'm going Bears. Actually, considering that Mac Jones is still out, I'll go with the Bears. I mean, the Patriots, what do they have? Right. Right. Not a damn Type shit. <laughs> but, gentlemen, we done reached another end of a successful episode. Yeah, we be doing it for like two hours, bro. We swear it's only going to be one. We going to have it. Right. <laughs> we always be like, it's going to be an hour 30. <laughs> but, I mean, it's cool. Like, hell yeah, definitely. I don't mind it, though. We, we be capping for sure. We be capping for sure. I ain't going to hold But, uh... Hey, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're going to catch y'all again next Wednesday on another episode of Off the Record.
keeping it off, it. keeping it off. Ugh. Uh, y'all stay blessed this week. Don't get in too much trouble. Heard that.